had I not been in this deep, dark time that was no fun whatsoever, then more joy never would have been born. As I'm sitting here, I'm struggling to describe this episode for you all, probably because it's not exactly what you might expect when you put two positivity experts into the same room. We keep things really real and include so many tips as we talk about the journey to joy, why self-love is so important, the difference between joy and happiness, how small things can really change people's lives, and the interesting lost art of fun. Like I said, there is a ton of stuff crammed in here, and I'm so excited for you to get into it. So would you please raise your glasses with me to a cup of positivity? All right. Uh, happy days, everybody. I hope everybody's ready for another cup of positivity. I am joined today by a very special guest. I'm very, very excited to introduce this lovely lady here. Her name is Cindy, and she's the Queen of Joy, which is an amazing title. Cindy has done so many different things, and I'm going to try to kind of wrap up what those are before we get into things here. She's written a book called More Joy, which is incredible. It's about 52 weeks of positive affirmations and tips and actionable insights, so absolutely incredible there. She's also on LinkedIn, where she's spreading joy everywhere, and in her newest endeavor, she's creating a joyful community, which we're going to talk a little bit more about I'm sure today, but first off, just Cindy, how, how are you doing this morning? I'm awesome. I'm so excited to be here finally with you. Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, definitely. I'm so excited. You always bring so much energy and excitement to places you go. And the one thing that I always see when you're doing stuff and you've written it on your LinkedIn as well, actually, is that you have like a ton of exclamation points. <laughs> it's just like your thing. <laughs> and where, like, where, where did that come from? Why do you do that? It's so weird that no one's ever asked me that. It's just like, that's kind of just who I am. I'm like, I just get excited when I talk and everything. It's kind of weird. Like, I've never thought of why. I just, that's just who I am. Oh, I love it. It's it, it's kind of just how I talk. And so I write it like that. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just your way of trying to get like, the, just the amount of energy that you bring. <laughs> yeah. It's my energy. Yeah. It's... <laughs> I love it. It's the only way to get it across in screen, right? I mean, emojis, exclamation points. I absolutely love it. People always say they can feel my energy in what I write, always. I mean, so it must work. Yeah. I mean, you can feel your energy in everything that you do. It's one of the first things that I kind of noticed about what you do is how much energy you bring. So I want to ask, like, where does that come from? Where does that level of enthusiasm and energy well, come from? Man, of course it comes from coffee. Where else would it come from? It's caffeine. It's just a lot of caffeine. It's all caffeine. Um, my energy comes from partly caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> and um, also just I just really have a zest for life. I'm very appreciative. I've always something nothing new in my life. I've always treated that each day is a gift and I'm so thankful for it. And to, um, I embrace it and even probably sometimes to the negative, but cause I live each day, like it's my last and like, maybe that's not always the smartest thing to do. Um, according to my husband, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but you know what? I won't die with any regrets. And that's something we can actually talk about too mm -hmm. is legacy super important to me yeah yeah living without regrets hey that's definitely something that is challenging i know that they say a lot about if you want to really get a good picture on life and kind of feel like you need a refresh is to go and spend some time like in a senior's home and talk to people who are at end of life right and ask them you know like what do you regret doing because a lot of people tend to say they talk about the regrets of things that they didn't do Right. right. Like nobody ever regrets. And nobody things. is going to ever say, gosh, I wish I worked more. I wish I made one more PowerPoint, one more spreadsheet. <laughs> wish I had one more executive meeting. <laughs> yeah. No one's going to say that. Mm -hmm. So you talk. You're going to say, I wish I had more time with my family. I wish I followed my dreams and my heart. Mm. That's what they're going to tell you. I know it was Steve Jobs, I think, that talked a lot about that, too, in the end days. Yeah. He also talked. Uh, I'm glad you brought up Steve Jobs because he talks about this amazing thing that I really think about a lot, that whole you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect the dots looking backwards. And I think that that's such a big thing with regret as well, right? Where it's like, 
you can look forward and you can think that this path is going to work, right? But it's not really until you get to somewhere and you turn around and you go, oh, those are the things that led me to where I am. Right. And they may or may not have been things that you thought of, or it may have derailed along the way and you end up in a different spot. Hugely, yeah. People ask me all the time, they're like, oh, do you, is there anything that you regret? And when I look back and I think of things, are there things I would have done differently? Probably. But regret is such a strong word that I'm like, those things, the lessons that I learned in those moments that I would do differently have led me to where I am now, which means exactly. And so you can't take them back because they're so perfectly aligned to where you are today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it would seem like I know that if I didn't do that thing or didn't didn't even make that mistake necessarily that I wouldn't have learned from it. It wouldn't be where I am, where I am now. Right. Well, you bring up such a great point because um, just the other day I was telling um, people in my family that had I not been in this deep, dark time that was no fun whatsoever, then more joy never would have been born, Mm -hmm. right? And I wouldn't bring my passion right now. So I turned my pain into purpose and passion. Um, So there's an example of how something who can look on the outside like, negative and not fun, but then you can turn it around to something bigger and better. Yeah. Cause I think that's an interesting thing. And I want to dive into that a little bit. You have this, your brand is more joy, right? But I don't imagine you've always been that way. It would be wild to say that right. Oh, Cindy was born crazy yeah. joyful. Right. So what are the things, some of the I things actually that you did? Was born, <laughs> I actually was born <laughs> very positive. So according to my sister, she's the middle child, I'm the baby, and then I have an older brother. Um, According to them, I was different, that I was born happy. And the reason they noticed that about me is because they weren't born that way. So they would look at me like, why is she always cheerful and happy? Um, So I do have a cheerful disposition of my whole life has been that way. I've always been, even before this book, you know, all these years, people that know me would tell you that. But that is not to say along the way, including this week, I do not have times of unjoyfulness because I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I saw a a stat the other day. I was reading a book and it's something like 30% of our emotions are part of our genetics, right? But that leaves 70% that we have control over, right? So you might be pre-positioned to be happy and positive, but that doesn't mean that you then can also implement tools and skill sets and habits to, you know, change right. that other 70%. Um, so I guess while we're at that, like, what are some of your favorite, you know, tools and, and skills that you use to kind of highlight and push that level of, of joy? Well, just like, I'll just start with this morning since we it's morning yeah. here and we're meeting just this morning before I got out of bed, right when I opened my eyes, I did a thankfulness check-in, you know, thank you for waking me up this morning. Thank mm-hmm. you for my eyes and my hands and let me be a vessel to you today and to the world. Um, and that's the first thing I did. Like that set the mood and intention for the day, that thankfulness, that gratitude, um, your outlook, you know, from the minute you open your eyes really matters. Everything that you do, your morning routine. Um, and then I have a couple books that I read, you know, just a page here and page there. Um And as I'm also, you know, taking care of dog duties as well. Um, But I set the tone for the day. Who I communicate with also matters. Um, I surround myself with people that like, literally when I wake up, there's people that have already texted me like Bible verses and happy things in the morning. Like who you hang around or who's in your circle really matters um, Mm. and how you feel too. Um, so I've changed that over the years. And honestly, I've even had to um, walk away from a couple friendships that um, weren't serving me. Um, I was serving them and it was sucking the life and energy out of me. And I realized that it wasn't a good fit anymore. So sometimes you have to make hard decisions like that. And that one was extremely difficult. Yeah, those are tough. Those are really tough. And I know that it's something that, you know, you often hear people say, right, is you have to be very much aware of what's around you, which often means sometimes you have to cut things out. And what I think is really interesting with that is, you know, especially when it comes to things like friends and family and stuff like that, um, you know, you might 
have to cut out how much time you spend with them, right? So if you have right. a parent or a sibling or somebody in your family that just kind of is a bit of a drain, maybe just don't spend as much time talking to that individual, right? right? Like you can still connect have with boundaries. them. Yeah, have, right. exactly. Give That's yourself cool. boundaries. Very well said. Yeah, like when you see, you know, you know it when you look at your phone and you see the person calling and you're like, oh, I don't want to get that <laughs> Um, that is a signal to your brain that they're taking too much of your life and energy out of you. Mm -hmm. And you have to reserve your energy for the things that really matter. Not that they don't matter, but we only have so much energy in our lives, right? Um, so you have to be choosy where you're going to reserve it for. Um, so with that said, when you see that call and you're like, oh no, you could say, I'm only going to stay on this for five minutes. So when you answer, you'd be like, hey, good to hear from you. I only have five minutes. You state it right from the beginning. So then there's the boundary set. You have set it. And then you're in control of that. Oh, I love that. That's what I do. That's really good. Yeah. I, lo I love that concept. I think about that a lot, the whole how much energy we bring to each day. It's one of the main reasons I'm really big on, people ask me all the time, how do we, you know, how do we be positive all the time? And it's like, well, you learn to move through negativity faster. You become more efficient at moving through negative emotions because you still feel them, right? You get them. There's, you know, we have control over how we think and stuff like that, but there's so much out there that can happen to us and influence our day. It's up to us to become efficient, to move through that negative so that we can then Absolutely. get to being more positive. Right. Yes. Perfectly. It's not that we don't have negativity in our life because we do. We just know how to move through it without focusing on it and letting it ruin our day. Yeah. Because if you wanted to let something ruin your day, you might as well just be in a bad mood all day. I mean, they think life happens. Things happen. Right. Mm -hmm. People are going to cut you off on the road. Like that's one of the most ridiculous ones that <laughs> drive me crazy when people get so uptight. And maybe you're one of those. I doubt it. But um, like letting someone the driving affect your world like who cares just you'll never see that person again just whatever mm -hmm. you don't know why they're in a rush you don't know what's going on in their plate you don't know what burdens they hold or where they're going you know what it's okay you'll be okay it <laughs> just don't let it sit with you yeah. and just bother you yeah, because it's it's almost it's not worth it in a sense, right? And it can it's interesting because yeah. we say this here, and it can be difficult. Some people might think, "Oh, like I find that really challenging," and that's okay. Like, it's going to be challenging the first few times you do it. You're developing a new skill, so it's okay to be like, "Man, I'm not really good at that." Like Freeman and Cindy say, I have to like be more empathetic and just you know kind of let things go. But it's hard for me to. Yeah, it's hard for anybody to do something for the first time. And the more you practice you it, train yourself. exactly. The more you'll, you will increase that neural pathway in your brain and it'll get more efficient and it will get easier. Exactly. I, I'm Absolutely. really curious about something. Um, so the book and everything's kind of around joy. Why did you choose joy instead of happiness? Is there a reason? Well, well, yeah, there is. Um, so I was woken up in the middle of the night by, in my terms, I say, God, you might say universe, whatever people say is fine. I don't care. But um, after me being in bed so long and crying and being depressed, um, one night he usually talks to me if he's going to between like two and four, because that's when I don't have ADD and I can focus on him. Um, during the, yeah, during the day, there's just, I know I don't ever hear anything because I have like 20 tabs open in my head. <laughs> So in the night is when my mind quiets. And so it always happens between two and four. And one night, he just literally like basically smacked me and was like, I did not design you for this. This is not how you're going to live your life. You need to have a life design. I designed you for joy. He actually commands us to have joy in the Bible. Um, and even during trials and tribulations. Um, so from that, it took very little steps, like, daily little steps to understand what he was saying and to seek it and to learn it and to choose it. But I took small steps every day. Um, and eventually i just became like, the more I kept giving out joy, the more joy I got, you know, it's that law of traction. Um, and people don't realize that that's like the number one secret. If you want more joy in your life, all you have to do is give out more joy and it like bounces back at you. Same thing with joy, positive. But back to um, happiness. To me, here's the difference. The difference between happiness and joy. They're both fantastic. But happiness 
to me is happenstance. So it's for the moment, it's for that short time. Like, oh, I got a new purse, I got a new car um, on vacation. That's awesome, awesome happiness. So joy for me is despite my circumstances that might not be ideal, I still have joy in my heart. It's an inner contentment of peace. Mm. And that is that is a huge difference for me because I have to live with joy um, to have that inner contentment and peace. Yeah, where like happiness is almost fleeting in a sense and comes and goes, yes. but joy sits. It joy does. is there. Yes, yes, that. that's the best way to say it. Yeah, that's powerful. Happiness definitely fleets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Chasing happiness, they say, is like trying to chase a butterfly, right? Like you're never going to catch it if you're trying to get it. But I like that you kind of say that joy is something you you really kind of bring into your heart and you hold and it's there regardless of kind of the outside world. Yeah, that's super powerful. It's not related to circumstances at all. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I can prove that by the book that I wrote. I wrote almost the entire book in a very deep depression state, Um, but I was finding joy. Because I was looking for it, I was practicing it, I was changing my behaviors, my mindset, journaling, and that's all part of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have joy even despite your circumstances. Completely. Yeah, and it's interesting. You touched in there as well on how it was a matter of daily steps. So that first, you know, you woke up, you were in that that dark space, and then you were like, I need to start making those small changes. Oftentimes we think that we need to make these big revel- revelations, right? And it's like, cool, I have to like, I got to start being more positive and I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to eat better. And it's like, that's a lot to ask yourself to do. That's like, too much. Yeah. Honestly. You would never ask your friend to do that. Be like, hey, look, I know you're trying to get in a better space, but here's a smoothie you should start drinking. And, you know, here's the gym that I go to. Sign up for that. And here's these all these books I read. Like, they're going to back off. Um, right. And I think you have to treat yourself that same way. I love it, Freeman. I love what you're bringing up because... Um, one of the things that I do, and it started from the small steps in the book is if I focus and I don't do this anymore on my to-do list. Okay. Growing a business, as you know, the to-do list is never ending and it's extremely overwhelming. It has tasks on there that you're not, um, don't have maybe the skills and abilities to do some of them. Right. And so it can be extremely daunting and, what I do is I don't look at the big list every day. I take small steps in the direction of my future. Very small, like send out an email, write a media pitch, um, just little reach out to somebody, make an appointment. It doesn't have to be write my, I'm writing a second book. It doesn't have to be write the first 25 chapters. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know, like you can't, for me, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I have to do small steps. And small steps are big wins and they add up. Completely. Yeah. There's one of my favorite books on on this kind of topic is Atomic Habits. Um, brilliant book. If so you haven't read it, definitely go get pick yeah. it up. It's incredible. And it he is. talks a lot about that, right? About it's about those small things and making those habits. And you have to to form those habits, you have to do the small things because otherwise it's too overwhelming, right? So it's those small little tiny bits that you do and then they build up and they start to go. I'm curious as well. So as somebody who's been practicing joy for quite a while now, what are some of like little habits that you do that you don't even realize potentially anymore? Like they're just ingrained in your life. They weren't there before, but now they are. There's two that come, probably three that come to the top of my head. Um, Gratitude. Gratitude is the root of joy. Okay. I want to say it again so people remember this. (laughs) Gratitude is the root of joy. You can restructure your brain to have gratitude and to be a completely different mindset just by being grateful. But I mean, it's not going to take by the first day. You have to do it, you know, successive days in a row or weeks. Uh, But if you write down and there is power in writing it down too. Um, write down three to five things every day you're grateful for. After a while, you will see the world differently. It will restructure your brain where you'll be then looking for those little things that bring joy. Um, For me, all of the little things are what bring joy. It's never the big things at all. Like literally, here's an example. This coffee cup brings me immense amount of joy every morning. I absolutely love the way it looks, feels, smells, whole, like I find such joy in that. 
Um, so it's the little things. It's finding that perfect leaf while you're walking that's beautiful or shaped a certain way. I have one on my dresser. It is literally the little things that bring so much joy. It's, and I've also found, even through writing the book, that the journey of it holds more joy than the actual destination mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, I think that that's really important that you kind of have to find the joy in the journey because we often look for the joy and the happiness in a thing, in, a, in an end result. But then once you get that end result, you're like, okay, cool. What's the next thing that's going to bring me happiness? What's the next exactly. thing? Exactly. What's right? next? Yeah. Just keep chasing. Which I think is really powerful. I also love that you you didn't just say this cup brings me joy. You broke down why it brings you joy. And I think that's really important for joy, gratitude, anything like that is to dive deep into it to be like, okay, cool. Like, what is this about the leaf on the ground that does make me feel this way and recognizing those things and calling those things forward. I think that's really, really important to, to do stuff like that. Did, I agree. Why did you I want yeah. pivoting, pivoting onto while we're just discussing this cup. <laughs> so, um, this one says cup of joy. Okay. And about a week ago, a friend sent it to me from North Carolina. Hadn't spoken to her in like 10 years. Okay. And she saw it in the store and reminded her of me and she sent it. So when she sent it, it came broken. So there is, if you can see, Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. So at first I was like, oh, I love this cup and it's broken. And then a light bulb went off. I was like, yes, this is my life. Like I am still a cup of joy, even with the broken pieces, Mm. even with the daily things that don't go my way, I'm still choosing joy. And I was like, gosh, you know what? This is such a tangible example of joy for me um, that other people can see too, that we don't have to be perfect. We can be cracked up like me and still have so much joy. So I wanted to point that out. I think that's huge. I think that's really, really big. And I love that you brought that up, that we can we can break and we can be put back together and we're still usable and we're still good. It's that whole, there's a Japanese art form that where they put gold yes. into cups and plates and it actually makes yes. it stronger, right? And I think it's just so powerful because so many people think that once they're broken or maybe if they deem themselves as not quite right or something like that, they're kind of stuck there, but it's like, you're not right. You have this ability and you can, you can learn these skills too. I don't really want to say repair yourself because I feel like that's kind of not quite the right way to look at it, but maybe I'll go with it. You can accept yourself. Oh, I like that. Yeah, Yeah. You can accept yourself. How, how important is that? Do you think in, in sort of joy and happiness and positivity. Huge, huge. I wish I learned that a long time ago. So it took me years and I really wish younger people would embrace it earlier. And I think people will, but um, another key to joy is being your authentic self. Mm. For example, I don't have to prepare for any interview, this one or any of them, okay? even for performances and events. I don't even prepare because it's just authentically who I am. And I'm okay with that. There's going to be people that love me. There's going to be people I'm not for. And guess what? I'm okay with that too. But I wasn't always. Mm-hmm. So I used to want to try to be someone or please everybody or be that, be like someone else, whatever. That is not who I am whatsoever. It's like, I am a thousand percent. This is who I am. Like it or not, not fancy. Like again, this morning, I'm like, I'm wearing a hat today. Why? Because that's what I normally (laughs) wear. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I just like to be myself. Yeah. Here's a big question then. Why do you think we feel the need to not be our authentic selves? It's the society and it's social media is like the devil, mm. honestly. Um, social media can causes a lot of depression. That's one of my tips um, that helped me was one of my first things I did. It was get off social media. When you start, in, and maybe not everyone is like this, but when you start noticing that you're a little bit more down after you're scrolling and you're starting to compare yourself like, oh, they're on vacation. Why isn't mine doing that? And why don't I have that? And when you start doing that in your head, it's probably time to take a detox and a break 
And um, we, we do get wrapped up in that, um, in seeing other people's lives and thinking that's real when it's not. It's just one second either posed or fake or we all have good moments, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, the whole life isn't a series of, you know, rainbow moments. So um, it's just, that's one of the first thing I did is I just got off all social media and that helps me also write the book because the time I was spending, spending looking at other people's lives that weren't doing me any good, um, I spent on myself and into the book. So win-win. Yeah, that's so good. I I agree with you completely there. I mean, I've certainly been at fault of being way too too. in social media i think we all do at some point in time right yeah you touched on something that's really powerful in there as well though like recognizing when and how you feel after during well you're essentially understanding your relationship with that social media because if it is okay like if you're fine to pick up your phone for a couple minutes look at it quick go yeah cool all right and continue on with your life that's fine like that's totally okay but if it's like you know if you're spending like half an hour scrolling through it and the minute you put it down you're kind of hoping to get it back again maybe it's time to kind of reconsider what's going on. And it's interesting. I talked with um, a great friend, uh, Keenan Hart, who you may or may not know. I talked to him the other day. Absolutely incredible person. And we chat about this kind of stuff a lot. And the issue with the chemical issue with the phone is that it's, it's that dopamine hit that your body's getting right. Mm -hmm. And you're giving your brain the signal. Hey, here's where you can find good dopamine hits. Here's where you can find this extreme level of dopamine, which of course then puts your baseline of what you need for dopamine to here. And then it puts it to here. And you're always trying to get back to that baseline of dopamine hit. It was weird because he was actually talking about, he um, had an issue where he was kind of starting to get addicted to like those little vape pens. And he, his brain mm-hmm. was tied to the euphoria of taking out of his pocket and that dopamine would hit his brain. And it's the same thing we do with our phone. You know, it's like, oh yeah, go get my phone out. Um, and yeah, <laughs> it's kind of it's wild. Yeah. I have yeah. had an interesting thing discovered as well with social media that I think is really powerful. Um, I'm a huge fan of habit stacking and creating things on top of other things. A lot of us have a hard time putting our phones down for a long time. And if you can't quit it completely great, I think that's really powerful. What I did was actually started changing what I was engaging with. So instead of watching, you know, I still love cute dog videos, but in, you know, I would start. <laughs> I don't think that causes a lot of. <laughs> this is true. Yes. This is true. But I started like liking um, like the motivational things and the inspirational things. So then, when I would look at my phone, it would encourage me to almost do something else instead, because all the stuff was pointing towards doing something bigger. So I think like controlling our mental diet is really, really important. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Agree. Which comes full and circle. Go ahead. Go ahead. You ahead. I was going to say, which comes full <laughs> circle to what you're doing now, which is creating like a joyful community for a way for people to yeah, spread but joy. Back off of what you're saying. If you can't take a complete break off social media, you could detox and you could do small breaks. You could start mm. with just Saturdays, no Sundays, just not from seven at night on, you know, you can do it like that slowly and you'll notice yourself different. You know what you'll also notice? You'll get more done. Mm. You will be more productive in other areas of your life. We waste so much time on that phone. (laughs) It's such a waste. I really like that you said that you're like, oh, like take small moments because that's more, that feels like more more realistic. Thank you. That's a great way of putting it. I guess I, I have a question on that then as well. Why is it so important that we do things that are actually realistic? Because you won't keep up with something that is too much of a scale. Um, like that's why the little small habits, you know, things that you do in five minute habits are the things that will eventually stick if you keep doing them. Mm-hmm. Because everyone can fit small habits into their life, I think. But when you start thinking of, oh, I need to put these many hours into it's like, oh, that's too much, right? But everybody has five minutes they can do something. Like they, That's how you make good habits with anything is just start small and then increase if you can and want to. Mm-hmm. I guess here's another big question then. How much has your life changed because of your small habits? Oh, drastically. Because one of the biggest things I do is I have a huge goal in life, like humongous, and it kind of changes even and adds and morphs and everything without with the spreading of the joy. But I don't 
on a daily basis look at that huge picture, but I, on a daily basis, I always am making steps mm -hmm. every day towards it. And it feels good. There's that sense of accomplishment that, oh, I made three small steps today. <laughs> like, <laughs> but they're good. Yeah, I needed those three small steps to get to where I'm going. Like, I don't d discount that at all. What is, what is your big goal right now? Well, if I had to say right now, one of my goals is to have a big bus tour and spread more joy all over the country and not only have me on the bus tour, but other inspirational speakers um, and things like that um, have like big sponsors on the bus and just everything for the good of humanity, like giving out all mm -hmm. about giving, giving free things out. Um, so yeah, that's the biggest picture right now. I also would love to be on some big stages impacting like 10,000 people instead of a hundred people. Um, just because I feel like I have that ability to change, you know, be part of the change in the world. I really think I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't, um, what I need to be doing. So, um, those are the bigger, big, big goals. Yeah. I like that you kind of touch on that you feel like you have the ability to do this, right? Like you're almost maybe I don't want to maybe say that you're called to do it, but yeah, I feel called yeah, to do it. Yeah. When you hit that thing. So for some people, this is an interesting thing that I've been talking with people about. I just want to interrupt this conversation really quick to talk about something really important. It's called Heal a Child International. It's a charity organization in Uganda, Africa that's dedicated to helping children live better lives. They focus on improving the access to health care vital nutrition, education, and psychosocial support. The charity engages in philanthropic and humanitarian interventions that help relieve poverty, sickness, and disease, mainly among children living in vulnerable and marginalized communities. Charity is a huge part of helping people around the world, and it's a huge part of what I try to do as well. You can find more information on this at Heal a Child International on LinkedIn and Facebook. That's Heal a Child International on both LinkedIn and Facebook. Thanks so much. And back to the episode. That whole like finding what you're called to do, right? How do we go about doing that? Or how, how, how did that's you go about doing great, it? That's such a great question because I honestly don't think when you, I mean, maybe there are people when they're young, they just know, mm. but I don't think the majority of people know what they're called to do till later on. I really think it takes a lot of life experiences and interacting with different people and things that happen to you that change your thoughts and your thinking and your actions. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't really know anyone that maybe you do. Do you know someone who like is young and like they know they were called for something bigger? No, I mean, my first thought is I have a younger sister who's 14. 16 years younger than I am and she's so passionate about helping people and constantly changing kind of what she wants to do but she definitely feels already kind of called to do more to be you know to give more to society which is maybe and I've heard this before, in other places as well a bit of a, a generational thing like that generation which I don't remember which generation it is that she fits into but I know that like that younger generation has this desire to do good for society which is incredible like an absolutely yeah. phenomenal thing that's starting to happen. But I think what the difference is there is that she leaves it still open to where things are going to take her. She's like, I know I want to do more and I want to do bigger things. But like at one point in time, she was like, oh, I want to be like an, uh, an eco architect. So designing, you know, green spaces and environmentally friendly buildings. And now she wants to be to do more into lawyer and, and actually be more proactive in changing society through that sense. So that would be the one thing. But even then, I think the trick is, and you alluded to this earlier as well, that you kind of let that goal shift to, to where yeah. it needs to go. Because I think we get fixated, right? We're like, oh, I got to do this big thing. And then we miss the signals of life that say, hey, maybe you need to like turn a little exactly. bit. Look, look out that window exactly. instead. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I think finding your purpose honestly takes a lot of time and introspection and um, almost for me, it's not, you're not looking for it. It happens to you. Um, I like that. Yeah. Is it kind of one of those things where if you're like, you're looking for it, you, you'll have a hard time finding it. Right. 
I think so because there were so many years I was like, and I have friends like this, like still wandering in space going, what am I going to be when I'm growing up? And they're my age. It's true. Not everyone finds their passion and their purpose till later. Mm -hmm. Do you think that there's, hmm, how do I phrase this question? Do you think that some people maybe have their sort of passion purpose maybe the idea of that wrong like they think too big like is it okay to have like a smaller passion or purpose oh yeah that's a great question i know exactly what you you don't have to change humanity that's that's not you know for everyone there you absolutely those whatever your dream is matters mm -hmm. and like every we need God designed every one of us uniquely to be exactly who we are. And he needs you to be exactly who he designed you to be. That's why you're here. So you don't have the same purpose as me. And I don't have the same purpose as you because we're completely designed differently. And he has a different purpose for each of us. So I think you have to really lean into your authentic self, why he designed you to be who you are. And then is that's where it happens. And now it's like, there's no other thing I can really be. Let's mm. just. Yeah, it is. Once you hit that, hey, it's it's hard to, it's hard to describe. I definitely had that feeling when I realized, oh, like I need to do this positivity thing. Like I need to help people with these actionable tips. And it just, it just feels so right all of a sudden. It's weird. It's very hard to describe, um, but it is really something that you don't know until you feel it and i think that's why it's so important that we do self-reflection I'm, I'm big on self-reflection because it allows you to communicate with yourself in a way you know and understand why you feel the way you do and where you need to go and stuff like that instead of just relying on you know outside sources or something like that to, right. to steer you right yes Good yeah Good is that something that you practice like do you do a lot of self-reflection um i wouldn't say like i noticeably do it but i don't judge myself at all based on anyone else mm -hmm. so i i guess i do somewhat look at myself every day and try to be better than i was yesterday it's more of a comparison maybe to myself mm. uh yeah i would say that would be the how i do it yeah. do you meditate or anything i do a little bit but i'm mostly prayer okay which some people those are the same which some people say is meditation or you know what i mean i think right which brings up an interesting point I, I really enjoy this i think a lot of people are like looking for looking to emulate what somebody else is doing right they're like right. oh i gotta you know follow what that is oh that's the new thing i gotta do it yeah right where it's like i think the trick is to understand what works well for you right like exactly. for you a lot of people will be like oh yeah you gotta meditate for 30 minutes and do right. yoga and it's like if that's not working for you, then then don't do right. it. <laughs> exactly. You have to lean into you. And you for first and foremost, you have to love yourself first. Mm -hmm. That's another factor that is a whole nother show, but it really does matter. <laughs> it's true. We could probably go on you can't for really a while. Get out without loving yourself first. Yeah. You know? Is that self love? Is that something that you had to learn to do? Yes, for sure. Mm -hmm. Again, took years. Yeah, took a long time to build. Again, coming into your coming into yourself, coming into your authentic self. When you can really embrace who you are and who God designed you to be, that's when you're like, I'm awesome. Yes, you are awesome because God designed you to be awesome, and um, you were born for greater things. So, yeah. Are there, I feel like I keep asking this question, but are there some practices that you do that help you kind of understand who you are? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's some practices that I do, like that you mentioned earlier that are like brushing my teeth. And one of the main ones is paying it forward. I do that like multiple times a day. That's just who I am. My eyes are always looking around wherever I am. Who can I help? What can I do? What can I offer? Um, I make paying it forward happen. It's mm -hmm. not something that is, well, if I'm in a situation where <laughs> it's not like that, I make the situation happen. Um, so I do that. And you could do that even on LinkedIn. You know, I send recommendations out. I like people's things that are new, 
new new to LinkedIn to give them more visibility. Um, there's so many things you can do that are free just to be a good person, mm. spread positivity. Um, it's just when you stop, put your phone down, think outside yourself. There's a much bigger world out there that you can impact if you are aware of that. Yeah, I love that you highlighted the fact that there are a lot of free things you can do to pay it forward. Almost all of them are free. Mm, I think we have this this thought in our brain, maybe because it's the word pay that our brain associates with money immediately, yeah. right? We're like, oh, I need to buy coffee for people, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But I love that you kind of gave some examples there of like that you can, that pay it forward can be something that you just do from yourself and it can be free. Are there, are there some you other ways? You can post for a job seeker. Mm. Um, you could reach out to a job seeker and just like, hey, I see you. I know how rough it is. I've been in your shoes. Some random person. You don't know the impact that one person can make. I do. Mm-hmm. Who I am, I am mostly from the influence of my grandmother. who Her name was Nana. She lived to 100. She's in my book. Um, if I didn't have her influence, her love, unconditional love, and her belief in me, I wouldn't be talking to you today. Wow. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be here. The power and influence of one person matters. You do not know what one smile when you're walking and you smile at someone. You may, they, no one may have smiled at them in a month or ever. You know, we have such power when each person does something just to be kind and nice, um, and changing and having a ripple effect on humanity and someone's life. Mm, I love that you you pointed out that ripple effect because it's a thing that I'm hugely an advocate for. One of my favorite things is that you know there's what is eight where you were eight billion people i think on earth now very close to anyways and if everybody did one thing to make somebody else smile that day that literally will change that changes the world right i know it's so simple right yeah and And it's so simple so it's so simple right like you said you just smile at somebody on the street right smiling is good Mm -hmm. it doesn't cost anything it's It's easy to do it emits um, endorphins in your own body. So it's healthy for you to do, makes you feel better and makes the other person feel better. Same thing with giving. Anytime you give and you meaning help someone, you are triggering a chemical reaction in your brain. I think it's the reactivation hormone. I forget exactly, but it actually triggers something and um, it makes you feel better and the other person. So it's like, win, win again, mm. just helping people just, it's amazing what one person can do. Yeah. And it's that ripple effect that you talked about as well, right? Like you just, you don't know. And then that person goes on to smile at another person and et cetera, et cetera. Right. Can you think of a point in your life? Uh, I love that you talked about, about your nan and how she influenced you kind of over your life. And like, that's absolutely beautiful. Is there a point in your life that you can see where one small thing happened to you and it maybe was a stranger or something like that. And that kind of shaped or changed the way that you maybe looked at a day or a week or something like that. Oh, yeah. Actually, no one's ever asked me that question, but actually, I will tell you this story. It's kind of sad, but it, it's still it's it, meaningful. Sure. So I was in pharmaceutical sales years ago, and I was on a plane, and I was scared to travel. I hadn't done much traveling. And I was sitting next to this man. I wish I knew his name. All I know is he worked at Staples. <laughs> and that's all I remember from 20 some years ago. So I'm sitting next to this man and I am like holding the seat with like white knuckles. I have the bag out. I'm like ready to vomit. I was so sick just thinking about taking off. Okay. I was freaking out. And he's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm just not used to flying. I don't like flying. I'm very scared, whatever. And he said, let me share something with you. He said, "Um, one time I was coming home from a business trip and I didn't make it in time. And my wife and baby, she had just given birth to, um, to our son. And she was in the car and she went into a diabetic coma and her and the baby passed right in the driveway and before I can get home. And yeah. And he said, when something that horrific happens to you, you, that you have no control over, you realize you have no control over a lot of things in life and 
you don't really have control over what happens on this plane. So there's really no point in like getting yourself worked up and everything because you just have to trust in the higher purpose for your life. And, and, and he like brought it to a bigger, deeper level. Uh, and it really did help. It was a horrible situation, but he turned that his horrible situation into something sort of positive in that realizing, you know, we, you can only control so much in your life, right? So worrying about it really doesn't any, it just doesn't do anything but steal the joy of the moment, mm. right? Yeah. And do you, how do you feel about flying now? I'm okay with it. Yeah. Is there any- I mean, I don't love it, but I mean, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Did that affect other parts of your life as well? That level of like, what can I control? Yeah. Well, I think that had a lot to do with why I lived every day and a half forever about a gift for every day is a gift mm. and to live it your best life. But to me, living your best life is how many people I can help that day. That's what, that's what living your best life is to me. It's not like me being in a spa all day with cucumbers on my eyes. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's fantastic. Um, but that's not reality for me. Um, so living my best life is being like telling everyone I love them. So I don't have any regrets. You know, if my day comes, like they can go, Oh yeah, she lived every day. Great, she helped so many people. Like leaving my legacy on Earth—that's what matters to mm-hmm. me. I love that. That was an amazing story as well. Wow, that's—I think it's. No one's ever asked me that question, <laughs> Freeman. I don't think I've told that story in years. I told wow. it to my um, daughter once, who was afraid of flying, or my son—I forget. Oh, wow, I'm really appreciative that you told it here because I think that that's gonna—I think it's really gonna help some people. It's something that I think about a lot. Um, I don't know in my life where it came from, but that ability to go, is this something under my control? Yes or no. If the answer is no, then I don't need to worry about it. And it's something that's or really- Or is it going to matter in five years? Are you going to really remember that? That's, that's the whole thing addition. too about work. Like people that overwork and work too much, you know, and really try for the boss, you know, to just whatever, just too much at work. Okay. I always think about in the end days- are you really, does that really matter? Like truly matter in life? I don't personally think it does. Mm -hmm. I think it's, you have to have balance and put the real priorities, which should be, and I know there's no shoulds in this world, but like (laughs) you would think that like your family and your friends and your purpose in life come before that. Mm. Cause for me, it's just work is a paycheck. Um, but it's not what at then my end days, I'm gonna not going to go, gosh, I wish that I worked more. Mm. And people are going to be, oh, you know, Cindy, she was such a good, you know, whatever your job title is. Like that's right. not a, you know, it's not what you're going to be remembered for, right? People are going to remember I don't think most people and, are. Yeah. You know, I've seen people pass. And what is also instilled upon me is that there's people that pass that have done great things in their lives and people are like, Oh, she this and this and this and this. And then there's people that pass that you're a tear drops and then you move on and you like forget that they existed on earth. Mm-hmm. almost. And I don't want to be that. So I'm making my legacy different. I want to leave an impact and an imprint and leave this world better than when I uh, started here. Yeah, so you've got. And I feel like I'm already doing that, so oh. I'm in good standing. <laughs> I feel like you're doing quite well. Like I said, you've got the book already. You do speaking uh, arrangements stuff like that. What else are you doing to? I'm a good human that? every day. You know, oh, good in my own community. Yeah, in my own community, like I just every single day I live it. Anyone mm. who knows me knows I bring joy, and sometimes the joy is like outrageous, like singing at the top of my lungs in stores, like. <laughs> But you know what? There's people out there that need it. And they're like, wow, you know, Um, to bring joy to someone like I sing and dance, you know, dance and stuff. People need to see that it brings them joy. Why do you think people scroll TikTok? Mm -hmm. Right? Because they're looking at that like that makes them laugh or bring them joy. People need that. Yeah. I love that you said that you like you'll sing out loud or dance like in the supermarket or stores and stuff like that. And you don't see that really much anymore, right? I mean, maybe you never <laughs> did. I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but like that brings us happiness and that makes us joyful. And that's what makes life worth living is these moments of fun. But yet 
when we kind of reach adulthood, we stop having fun and so true. we don't do these things. And why do you think that we tend to become a little bit more reserved? So that's one of my big things in finding joy for myself and what I preach. You have to connect with your inner child. You have to go back to the things that you did as a kid that brought you joy, true joy before the world corrupted you. Mm -hmm. Okay. And before everyone had their, oh, that's weird. Or, right. I mean, before people put their judgments on you and you could just be, that's what you have to go back to. That's where the authentic beauty comes from. Um, during the pandemic, we had more time on our hands. That's when I realized too, how creative I am. Like I had spent my whole life with my kids doing everything for them 24 seven, not doing anything for myself. I totally forgot how creative I was. And when I finally had time and my kids are grown, I was like, Oh my God, I started going back to doing things I did as a kid and I was having such a great time. And I was like, gosh, I can't believe all these years passed and I didn't do it. Um, so I do believe in connecting with your inner child. That's why I love to sing and dance. I am the worst singer and dancer. I do not care. I sing in the bathroom. I dance in the kitchen. I, um, I'm the happiest even when I'm alone doing those things. It brings me so much joy. Um, we cultivate our own joy. It's not about somebody else. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for someone else to bring you joy, you, you might as well just throw in the towel. Um, it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it isn't, right? I mean, there's this really powerful thing that I think about a long time where it's like the one person that you have to actually spend the rest of your life with is you. Yes. Right? So, like, Thank you God I'm a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, it's a party over here. Um, <laughs> I, love, um, I love that. Body. I usually have like all these horns and stuff that I blow, but um, I was waiting for I like with confetti me. to start coming out. <laughs> I do. I have it right here. I have glitter. Um, <laughs> don't think I'm not prepared. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I went to a um, keynote this weekend and part of my skit was using all the horns and hats that I brought to show people how to um, have fun in their mm. lives and get back to being an inner, their inner child. So I forgot to bring them back up. That's all right. I highly recommend like you and your wife, just like, don't forget to bring out the fun. Mm. Yeah, it's one thing that I feel really fortunate for is that me and my wife tend to have a lot of fun and we joke about things in the car and we laugh a lot. We've often said, we're like, do we like, do we it. have more fun than most people do? Like, is everybody having this <laughs> amount of fun? Because they should be. Like, because why not, right? That's like, great. no, most people are not having fun. And I wish I could laugh more. I love laughing. Mm. Uh, and I make myself laugh the most. <laughs> Man, you got to be able to laugh see? at yourself, right? You got to. It's Oh my God. Yeah. But I really wish I was around more people that were funny. Mm. <laughs> I love to laugh. Yeah. It's well, and it's, uh, it burns lots of calories too. So I've heard. Yes. Yeah. Laughter is the best medicine. It's in the Bible. Oh, hundred percent. I'm such a huge fan of laughter. I think that, um, yeah, I really agree with your points there that we need to let our inner kid out more often. And it's been stifled, so to speak, you know, we feel like we need to be adults and we have to be professional and suddenly we have to be serious all the time. And it's like, why so overrated yeah so overrated even it's funny even my kids will tell you so they're 24 and 23 and i told them since they were very little that being an adult is a trap i'm like don't grow up mm. don't grow up fast i'm telling you it's not what you think it is and now they both are like oh you are so right like bills <laughs> and like supporting ourselves stinks mm. like it was so much when I was doing it for them, um, you know, I often um, get jealous of my pets. Not easy. Of your pets? Oh yeah. yeah, I'm like, man, can I just lay on a couch all day, and somebody would just feed me twice a day, like Pet me uh, all day? <laughs> That'd be great. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Yes. But I guess I mean, part of you know being human is the things we get to experience as well, right? So right. As much as it would be nice to lay on a couch all day, it's also nice that we can <laughs> go out and spread joy in the world and take part in, you know, things that are bigger than us, which I think is, is so important, yeah. right? I would love to, right now to be on a beach mm. just spreading more joy. <laughs> that'd be a good, that's a good place to spread joy, right? On a... Yeah. 
<laughs> I feel I would be extra joyful. <laughs> <laughs> Just full sunshine all the time. Oh, yes. Oh, gosh. I'm booking it. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> we just came back from a trip to Hawaii um, a few months, uh, maybe a little month ago now, just under a month ago. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. It's weird the way that your amazing. your brain changes when you're in sunny tropical destinations, right? It's, really, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Wow, I mean, vitamin D is a crazy thing. Um, we are sort of coming into into the hour here, so um, yes. as much as I could keep, I could talk to you forever. Uh, we're definitely going to have to have you back on again because I feel like there's so many more things we could talk about here. There are. This was honestly like the best interview ever. It's a great way to start a morning. Start every morning like it really this. Really is. <laughs> I'm up. I know, right? Maybe we should have our own like daily show. I would be down for that. Yeah. All right. We should continue talking about that. Um, it's just we flow really easily mm. with yeah. our mindsets. Yeah, it's that, I think it's that, um, you know, it's like a, we have almost like a connected vision in a way, right? We, we kind of, we want the same things for humanity, maybe would be a big way to put it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We want people yes. to be more, more of themselves and more enjoy, enjoy life more and stuff like that. Um, I do want to, you know, that's why I, let, let me just bring up the community for a second. Yeah. The reason I made the community really at first started for myself, that I needed a place to go to escape like the negativity mm. and the news and the, because I thought even someone like me, who's positive and happy and joyful most of the time, I get so down from the negativity if I allow it. So I was like, if I do, I can't imagine how it weighs on other people who don't have that disposition mm -hmm. I have. I was like, I need a place to go where I just see positive things. And I don't have to see about how many companies laid off today and how many things happened in China and this. I just can't. I can't. So I love the community because it's a place where I could just go see joyful things, post whatever I want. I don't have to worry about the algorithm. I want to post whatever selfie I want, whatever meme I want. It brings me joy. I can do it and meet with other people that feel the same way and they're there to uplift me and support me. And then every Monday nights, we have a speaker from testimonies from how people went from depression to joy to businesses talking about what they do and just lots of just to expand our, you know, educational resources and things like that. I just love the community mm. and it's getting started and it's going to be amazing. It's already amazing, but it's just growing and morphing into more. Yeah. So I love the more people to um, check it out. If you feel that you need more joy in your life and if you can contribute joy. Yeah, it's amazing. I've been part of the community for about a week now, maybe a bit more. Um, and I think it's really interesting that you've, well, a, so one of my things that I've always wanted to do in life was to build a, uh, a joy community, not, Maybe I didn't give it that word, but, you know, to build a positivity yeah, community. Positive like that. So it's like when I saw that you did it, I'm like, this is amazing. I'm like, somebody's done it. And I think it's really interesting because you said like, you know, we, there we are inundated by negative news all the time. And I think if people could do one thing and if they switched from maybe instead of watching the news first thing in the morning and seeing all the negative headlines instead that you yes. jump onto, you know, the more joy community and you read yes. that stuff first thing in the morning and engage with those people first thing in the morning. Right. Like, it just changes your whole outlook on the rest of your day. I agree. So I, I, absolutely. I highly encourage anybody listening, watching, go. The link will be in the description of this video to go check out Cindy's community called More Joy. And um, it's absolutely incredible. It's really interesting because it's not as well. I want to be clear here. It's not just like this big, like, um, you know, kind of everybody being over the top happiness all the time, which is oh, okay. not what it is. It's very much this actual things There's education in there. Like you said, you bring speakers on who talk about their journey as well, which is so important, right? Our stories of how we got from where we were to where we are is so important because like you said, a lot of social media just shows us where people are now. And it's like, well, there was a whole, right? there was a whole <sighs> thing back here that happened. Um, like, let's, let's look at that. Everybody has a story. Who is sh and that story has shaped you. Mm. And when you can be authentic and tell people about it, it helps people feel seen and heard and you relate to people better. Um, so these relationships that are forming are based on like deep relationships. Like we know 
each other who we are and that's just going to keep going more and more mm. so i think what's interesting too is you've got like the the amount of diverse people in there is really interesting because that allows you to like to either see a store that stands out to you right because we all have different kind of viewpoints and th things that will hit us differently depending on right. where we are and what state we're in and essentially right. stuff like that so the fact that there's like a diverse amount of people and things and thoughts coming into that space i think is really really powerful i think that you're doing it a really is really cool neat it, you know what i just asked honestly god to like bring the right people to the group like i'm not looking for like it to be tremendous numbers it's like who needs this group who can contribute to this group um and the right people and the right just are blossoming mm. and growing so quality over quantity thing isn't it yes yeah. for sure now, as we wrap up here there are uh, a series of questions i ask everybody who comes on the show so i'm gonna i'm gonna ask those to you now the first three um are what are three things that you do every day that help you be more joyful <laughs> i thought i answered those already <laughs> you might um, have yeah oh, oh no okay um i surround myself with positive uplifting people that's my number one um i can't stress that enough how that matters, who you hang around with, who's in your circle matters, mm. um, will either rub you to be a positive person or it will rub you the wrong way to see the, the wrong things in the world, mm. which are real easy to see if you focus on them, unfortunately. The second thing is I pray, like not just once I pray, like my whole day is just being thankful and grateful and praying like throughout, like it's just who I am. Um, and even during the it's especially during the down times. Honestly, I'm not joyful all the time. People who I know me really well will tell you, I call people up mm -hmm. and I'm like, I'm in a funk. Okay. That's why I have more joy community. So I can have people that I can call and be like, I'm in a funk and they'll help me to get to see the bigger picture and get back to where I need to go. Um, again, surrounding yourself with the right people. Mm -hmm. um, so, and the third thing I do is walk um outside i love nature that's where i see those little things i'm obsessed with trees leaves bark um i love the meaning i get from trees uh that's a whole nother episode we can go on <laughs> um yeah uh i could tell you all the lessons from trees their trees are amazing mm. um and i'm dying to tell you one but okay i won't <laughs> I love that. I love that. Surround yourself with people who are supportive. And I think you touched on something really important as well, to reach out to those people when you need to. I think a lot of people feel afraid to do that. So that's really important, right? Make sure you reach yes. out to those people um, when you need yeah. to. And then you say you, you, you pray a lot. So you give gratitude, give appreciation throughout the day. And I like the last one as well, which is like, just be active, go outside, go for a walk, right? Have a look love around. Your dog. Yeah. Appreciate those things. Yeah. The last question is a big one. If you, uh -oh. <laughs> let's say everything that you. Wait, you're wearing the same color. Yeah, bright yellow. Really? This would be such a cute picture. I know, right? Hold on. Let me take my phone out. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. I'm actually, yeah. I'm actually grab a picture. photo. This is something else that okay. I've been trying to do recently is to just, uh, just document things more. Oh, that's a whole nother episode. Oh, I know, right? My whole life is documented. Let's see if we can like hold our yellow shirts up here. Awesome. Okay. I want that picture. I'll send it to you. <laughs> it's a bit blurry because it's on a screen. But... That's my post for the day. Yeah, right? Um, okay, so before the, the big final question here, so I want you to kind of imagine a world where everything that you kind of have put out um, disappears for whatever reason, right? All the actionable tips you've given people, your book, your speaking, all that stuff is, is sort of gone. You can give people one thing to bring forward in the rest of their lives that will help them be more positive and joyful. One lesson, so to speak. What is that lesson? Love all people. Mm. That's easy. Cause that's who I am. I love everyone. Literally, literally love all people. I like that. And I was born that way. Literally. Um, like my parents didn't have any prejudice or anything. So I just have been raised to love all people and um, that I just love people. I love that. That's so amazing. Great answer. <laughs> I really enjoy that. 
Well, uh, thank you, Cindy, so much. I, like I said, we could probably talk forever. This was, we can and we will. <laughs> and you made my day, Freeman, oh, honestly. Glad. So even, even people like me and you who encourage other people need encouragement, mm-hmm. too. Um, and you've done that for me today and I needed it. So oh, thank you. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that I could uh, have an impact on you and, and make your day a little bit brighter. And now you can go and make is- more people's day brighter and we can, I we will. can spread that. Yeah. And I'm going on a nature walk right after mm, you. Good idea. It's minus 20. So I might, I might not do that. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's gorgeous. Here. Yeah. It's, it's really not. <laughs> I might do a, I might do a yoga session instead. That's my, my other oh, thing to do if I can't. Good. Yeah. If I can't go and walk. So. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, Cindy. I really appreciate you being here. I feel, I feel very grateful that you were here and that you've given us a lot of lessons and I definitely, we'll have to have you back on because there's so much more value and lessons I think that we can give to people. I think we're just going to do a daily five minute show. Mm, A little five minute uplifting. Joe, Kappa Poe, Kappa Poi. We're going to think about it. We're going to morph a cup of. A cup of joy. A cup of joy, and you could minutes. you could do a cup of Joe, and then put the Y in brackets. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Cup of joy. Boom. <laughs> yeah. All right. See ya. Right. Thanks so much, Cindy. Have a great day. Bye. Bye, everybody. If you found value in this episode, I highly recommend checking out the other ones on my show. They're full of other really actual insights, exactly like there is in this one here with Cindy. And it would mean the world to me if you could subscribe or hit follow on whichever platform you're on. It depends on which one you're at. That would help me reach a lot more people who could also find value in these episodes and may even find something that could really help them. And if that's not enough, I also have a weekly newsletter. It goes out every single Monday morning. You can see the link for that in the description of this episode. So go check that out as well. Thanks so much, guys. Remember, practice positivity, and I'll see you on the flip side.